Do you ever experience moments, seasons in your life where everything is just heavy? Everything around you is challenging, confusing, chaotic, and you just find life tough. You know, heaviness has the capacity to destroy our lives, extinguish our hope, distort our focus, and our perspective. You only need to turn on your television. All the news every day, it's dark, it's depressing, it's heavy. Everywhere we go, everywhere we turn, the spirit of heaviness is covering the earth. And yet I've got good news tonight, amen? Isaiah 61, verse 3, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garments of praise for heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. I believe tonight God wants to release people from heaviness. I believe people are here are going through battles, you're going through challenges in your life, and God wants to release you, but he also wants to equip you. He wants to bring you a word of encouragement and a word of strength. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Exodus 17. It's an unusual portion of Scripture for us, and it's Exodus 17, verses 8 to 16. It's the history of Israel. In a critical moment in their lives, they've gone through hundreds of years of captivity in Egypt. Moses is tasked with taking them through the Red Sea into a newfound freedom. They're on their way to the Promised Land. Everything seems to be going well, and then opposition strikes. Do you ever find that happening in your life? You go from victory to victory to victory, and you're on a roll, and then all of a sudden, bang, opposition emerges in your life. In that moment, what is your heart response? Perhaps, just like this story, you are the recipient of an unprovoked, unnecessary, and unexpected challenge or attack in your life today. The battle with the Amalekites was designed not just to stop Moses and the people moving into their destiny in God, but to destroy them all together. Perhaps today you're going through a similar experience. Moses would also have known that they could not have won that battle, that if they didn't win that battle, they would struggle to win any battle in their future. They didn't have the power, they didn't have the purpose, they didn't have the potential of the Amalekite army. Maybe the same is true for you today. You don't think that you've got the knowledge, the skill set, you don't think you have the potential or the capacity to overcome your greatest problem. Can I tell you, you plus the Lord equals victory. Amen? Overcoming a problem or an issue will set you on a right path to victory in Jesus Christ. And it will give you courage for the next challenge, and the challenge after that, and the challenge after that. So I want us to read Exodus 17, verses 8 onwards. Now Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said to Joshua, Choose among you some men. Go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will go and stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses said to him, and he fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And so it was, when Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands became heavy. So they took a stone, they put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hands 
one on one side, one on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this for, mem for a more memorial in the book and recount it in the hearing of Joshua, that I will utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. So Moses built an altar and called its name, The Lord is my banner. For he said, Because the Lord has sworn, the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. I mean, that is victory right there in the house of the Lord. Amen. Through the word of God. So our first point to consider tonight is you have to face your problem. The enemy will be in front of you. A problem is absorbing all of your time, all of your focus, all of your effort. And the first thing that Moses does is he instructs Joshua, go and choose some of our men and go out to fight. You must decide today with whatever is stealing your joy, whatever is taking your time, whatever is retaining your focus, decide today to face your problem. Be decisive, be determined. Do not abdicate the spiritual authority that you have because you will go through challenge after challenge, problem after problem in this world. Because you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you will go through the challenges that he went through. You cannot ignore your greatest problem. It will only get worse, and your chances of success diminish minute by minute. Have you ever heard the phrase, oh, you know, well, what will be, will be? That's someone that's given up. That's somebody that has said, no, I'm not bothered. I am not going to fight anymore. We have to put on the full armor of God, stand and fight the good fight of faith that we have been called to in the name of Jesus Christ. If you want victory, you've got to be prepared to stand up and face it. Now, Moses is leading two million people at this point. You may not be in that position of influence, but life happens. The attack by Amal the Amalekites did not take God by surprise but it took Moses by surprise. Have you ever gone through a trial? Have you ever had an attack? Have you ever had something happen to you and you're like, where did that come from? Nothing in your life takes God by surprise. That might not be what you want to hear tonight, but it is the truth. God holds your entire world in the palm of his hand. He knows what you're going to go through. Often, as I said earlier, after a great victory will come a great challenge. You just open the scriptures. They're littered with examples for us. It is often not so much what happens to us, but how we respond. Do not be afraid of your problems. Do not retreat. Do not surrender. Look at Moses. He's determined. He's 80 years old at this point. I mean, I don't want to be rude, but at 80, you could arguably say, you know what, I'm going to sit this one out. I'm going to check out you guys go and take the battle on. But he knows that he has to stand and he has to lead. He instructs Joshua to get some men and fight. No mention of surrendering to the enemy, no problem in his eyes. We must face every spiritual problem, every problem that exists in our lives with boldness and bravery. We cannot allow fear to paralyze us or cause us to retreat in the face of adversity because your problems will only grow in influence and impact if you don't take them on head on. But also Moses had a, a clear reality on what his capacity and his capability was. He didn't go into physical battle himself. He sent Joshua to do that. But he did not abdicate himself totally from engaging in the battle. So he went up to the top of the hill to pray. 
There's a clear correlation there in the scriptures between the physical battle taking place at the bottom of the hill and whether Moses' arms were holding up the rod or not. Every time Moses lifted his hands up, Israel prevailed. The same is true for you. Every time you see a demonstration of God's power in your life, you will have victory. Amen? And the staff represented the power of God to the people. Number two, we must learn to accept help. One of my favorite portions of Scripture is found in Hebrews 4, verses 14 to 16. I'll read it for us. Hebrews 4, verses 14 to 16. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without a trace of sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find help in our times of need. So I want to unpack really verse 12 for us tonight. It breaks into four key areas. Point A, Moses' hands were heavy. The Word of God says when. It was guaranteed to happen. The more that you stand for Christ, the more you will go through the challenges that Jesus went through. You will become tired. You will become weary. You will become challenged. But can I tell you, they took a stone and they put it under him and he sat on it. So it's not just that his hands were tired, his legs were weak enough that he needed to sit down. Maybe you've been standing fighting battles in your life many, many times. You've been standing in your workplace as the only Christian. Maybe you're the only Christian in your school. Maybe you're the only Christian in your environment, in your community, and you've been fighting that good fight of faith, and you've gotten tired, and you're thinking, why is this not changing? Why is the spiritual climate around me not changing? Aaron and her recognized that Moses needed help. Every one of us in this room need help. They wanted to help, they saw the need, and they met it. And he sat down on a stone to survey the battle taking place before his very eyes. That stone resembles the emblem of Christ. That is the one true rock that you need to lean on. So my question tonight is for you, what, what stones have you been leaning on? Is it the security attached to your job? Is it the security attached to a relationship or a status? or something in your life that is not God that you've decided to lean on tonight, because only He and He alone can sustain you. Sit secure on the rock of Jesus Christ. And here's the key part. Aaron and her held up his hands, one on one side, one on the other side. Everybody needs friends. Amen? We're a family of believers here. Moses couldn't even lift up his own hands to give him rest. Have you ever been there? Exhausted? Emotionally, spiritually, physically exhausted to the point that you seemingly cannot even help yourself. Aaron and her dedicated themselves to serving Moses, and therefore Joshua's success depended on them too. Jesus wants relationship with you. His language is love, and his love is never made for isolation, no matter the cost or the risk to the person giving that love. Moses knew that, which is why he took Aaron and her with him. He was not alone. He was not isolated. He knew that he needed help and support. We need the Spirit of Christ in us. We need people that will draw alongside us to uphold us, stand with us, stand for us in our trials, in our times of loneliness, in our times of need. 
In this portion of scripture, Aaron would represent Christ, his blood, his righteousness, his sacrifice. Through all the adversities, we can find encouragement and support. Her's name would represent freedom and victory, the emblem of the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the guider of all of our thoughts and actions. He will fill our heart and mouth with praise for the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And I want us to think about a visual representation of what it, look, what it, would, look, what it would have looked like with one man on one side, one man on the other, holding up his hands. That's how close Jesus and the Holy Spirit is to each and every one of us. You have the same opportunity today. You can choose maybe not to participate, not to engage. Then defeat and failure will take the place of victory and success in your life. Use whatever abilities and giftings God has given you. Be in service to him. Point four of this section. And his hands remain steady until sunset. We have to develop spiritual muscles and exercise them to build up stamina and endurance. Aaron and Hur demonstrated their commitment with persistence and patience. They didn't abandon the opportunity put before them. They didn't give up. They didn't give in. They didn't get weary, even if realistically they probably did. They chose to stand firm. They were determined and dedicated to see the job through to victory. Victory at all costs. Are you prepared to do the same tonight, KT? With whatever your biggest challenge is, are you prepared to say, I will labor, I will strive, I will put the effort in, I will lean on the rock that is Jesus Christ until I get my victory? Amen? We live above and not below, and we have to start exercising the spiritual authority that God has given us. So a question for you this afternoon, because failure is not an option for a Christian, amen? We always win, we always overcome. What have you been praying about recently that you were energetic, enthusiastic about, but now perhaps has become a source of disappointment and discouragement? Is it a family member that you've prayed for 10 years to come to a knowledge of Jesus, and they seem further away than when you started praying? Is it a, a doctor's report that you received that's negative news and you've been praying, God, turn this around and seemingly nothing has happened? Is it reconciliation with a colleague at work or a family member and it seems that it's just not unfolding? Is that financial restraint still a part of your life? Can I tell you, they chose to press on regardless of their feelings regardless of their emotions. They contributed to the victory that God gave them. Can I say, in your own small way, you, your mindset, your heart, your attitude will contribute to your victory. Jesus ultimately will give you the victory, but you will make a contribution. Don't abandon your problems. Face them head on. Victory was given to Israel, and the same will be given to you. Sometimes it takes time. But that's not what we want to hear. We want the answer. We want the breakthrough. We want the victory. We want the freedom right here, right now. We've got to be willing to be patient and allow our strength to be renewed in Jesus. Because every trial, every difficulty, every addiction, every stronghold, every source of pain, disappointment, and frustration will be washed away in a moment of God's grace. Your job is a little bit like Moses. Take rest. Receive support and encouragement from Jesus and the Holy Spirit and continue to trust in Him. Above all, be dependent and be obedient to God. Draw close to Him. You will have to fight for your victory. It will have to be earned. 
You will need people around you to help you attain victory. Moses knew that. Which leads me to my third and final point. We've heard the phrase, teamwork makes the dream work, yes? Amen? And in the body of Christ, you will have people that will be able to encourage you, may be able to speak into your life, people that will give you a word of knowledge, a revelation, something of encouragement. But teamwork makes the dream work. And the story of this overcoming and gaining victory can be summarized exactly like that. Now, we often struggle here because we think the recipe of me, myself, and I is sufficient. It doesn't always work out like that. Moses sent Joshua to do the physical battle. Moses took himself up a hill to pray. Aaron and her were obedient. They could have abandoned their post, but they said, no, we've been called. We must all do our part. And in the family of God, you are going to need brothers and sisters, fellow brothers and sisters who will stand with you in your moments. Think about Joshua for a moment. I think he got the short end of the stick a little bit because you've got to go out and do the physical work. I'd love to go up a hill and pray for the victory. That's easier than going down to fight people who are much better equipped than me. You have freedom and flexibility to choose a few people, but that's it. Now, maybe you feel annoyed because you're going through a battle that you think is the toughest. Maybe you think that you're going through the biggest issue. But I can tell you, everyone is fighting a battle. Look around. Everyone is going through something. Just because it's not in the physical, i.e. someone's got a, a, a cast on their leg or they've broken their leg or something, doesn't mean the person next to you is not going through a challenge. I was at a men's encounter years and years and years ago. And during one of the ministry times, I didn't go forward. I'll be honest, there was issues in my life, but I chose not to go forward, probably pride. And someone just came alongside and nudged me, and they said, you should probably go forward. And I'm like, I don't really have anything to, to say. And he said to me, no, here's a thought, here's an analogy. If you could see every person's problem on a pile, you would run to take back your own issues. Everyone around you, I went forward, um, everyone around you is going through something. Everyone is carrying hurts, scars, pains, disappointments, rejections. Nobody complained in this story about the battle. Nobody said they wouldn't do their job. Joshua said he would do his job. Moses did his job. Aaron did his job. Hur did his job. They knew together that they could overcome. Their commonality of heart and focus is really significant for us. We need the same heart and mind. It's clear to everyone that they understood their part of the battle. They make no attempt to overarch Moses, tell him how to do his job, tell him, well, why can't I pray? You lift my hands up. No, no, no. Everybody knew their job. Now, whether you're a person in the church today who's got the leadership and the influence of Moses or not, you cannot do it alone. Mavericks have a very poor record in the kingdom of God. We need community, we need connection, we need collaboration. Those are the ingredients for success. So what am I saying? What you confront, you conquer. What you permission, you tolerate. What you tolerate, you will end up endorsing or affirming. We need the Prince of Peace. He sees the challenges and the issues of our lives and all the struggles. And in this particular story, he shows us how God personally gets involved and intercedes on our behalf, even when we don't necessarily see his presence. Do you know, God is with you in every single battle that you go through, the obvious and evident, and the ones that maybe we don't even tell 
our spouses, our best friends, our discipleship leader about. But God knows and God sees. And maybe you feel like Moses and Joshua and that army. Maybe you feel unprepared, ill-equipped to win. But with Christ, you can win. Because we're all desiring and dreaming for something. We're all fighting tiredness in one form, in one way or another. But the peace of Jesus can be our portion. It has the capacity to overarch every single source that can bring heaviness into our lives. Maybe it is that doctor's report, family feuds, unforgiveness, hardship, challenges. Jesus never promises us that we are exempt from a test or a trial, but he will give us proper kingdom perspective because heaviness produces a fear that's not helpful, that's not healthy, but it will attack everything that is healthy in your life, your faith, your relationship with Jesus, but there can be freedom from that heaviness tonight. Thank you.